A communications disruption can mean only one thing, invasion. You must contact me. Welcome to CO Bibble's Babble Bubble. We're back, and we have a very special guest with us here today. None other than, I just realized, do you want to actually share your name publicly and put your reputation on the line, or would you like a pseudonym in this? Uh, uh, we can go with a pseudonym for now. I don't need uh, Star Wars Twitter coming at me. For you don't need Star Wars takes. Twitter coming at you for your hot takes. All right. Yeah. So we're going to call him the mysterious Mr. L. You uh, like classic. that? Yeah, or a classic we, we one. we get something more Star Wars related. Okay, so we got our special guest, the mysterious Mr. L. And, uh, yeah, but if, if you stand by your say, you're welcome to introduce. I'll, I'll make sure not to let the real name slip, you know? I, I yeah, don't you want you to careful. put you. The line of fire, these guys are tough. I know. I've seen, like, you know, there's a lot of hate that you've been getting uh, the last couple of weeks on uh, Star Wars Twitter. Yeah, no, I mean, I, nobody, nobody's safe from the hate in the, in the Twitterverse there, you know? You either yeah. Raylo. That's why I stick away from the sequels, right? Because if you get in all this Raylo stuff, you either love it or hate it. Ben Dimption. Yeah, it's gonna fall apart, you know. Yeah. Every no matter what happens, everyone's gonna hate it. So I'll stick in the prequels, which people have already hated. Long yeah, enough. people just are unanimous in their hatred. So there's really nothing controversial you can say. Exactly. You know. And if I say it's good, there's the handful that like it. So uh, anyhow, yesterday was the um, Area 51 raid. Right. You know, really one of the greater things that our internet generation has uh, produced. And I realized that, you know, the main pop culture reference there is Naruto with the Naruto running, of course. Uh, a big driving factor of that was to, and I quote, clap them alien cheeks. So that led me thinking, if... Um, if you were part of the raid and you knew that various alien species from the Star Wars prequels, and you can go with either the specific characters, the species as a whole, were waiting in Area 1 for you to rescue and you to bring out to the world, you don't need to have a relationship with them. You don't need to clap the alien cheeks. You can just let them be your friends or get them started, get a business going with them. You know, who would they be? So, you'd... Well, the obvious choice is the Toydarians, right? I mean... It, I mean, that's the clear. That's the clear winner. If you're going to go into business with anyone, it's got to be a Toydarian. They can negotiate. I mean, that's yeah, the real art of the deal, right there. We know the only thing that works on Toydarians, and it's not Jedi mind tricks. It's not Jedi mind tricks. Only money. <laughs> I mean, if Watto's in there, I don't know if we can take a slaver out with us. It's you know, a, that's it's a bad look. It's a bad. It's look. a bad look for him. But if there's any other Toydarians in there, definitely. You know, maybe I clap the cheeks too. Who knows? Yeah, you know what? They got that long nose looking thing. Who knows what's going on with that, you know? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'll stay away from that one, you know? So what what type of business do you think the toy do- I mean, obviously they got the background in junk dealing. Yeah, least. I mean, Pawn Shop. You know, we could go on like Pawn Stars, like start on a reality TV show. I mean, it's a natural extension, I think, of the, uh, the uh, junk dealer aesthetic would, we have going. Would you want to be a spinoff of Pawn Stars on the History Channel? Or a rival show that maybe like A and E put on. Definitely a rival show. I don't need a handout from History Channel trying to like capture the glory of a Star Wars alien. I mean, like 
people are going to tune in for the alien. People are going to tune in for the deals. People are going to tune in because, you know, we have great chemistry together. Oh, this is a lot of back and forth. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. You know, we're going to put Pawn Stars out of business. Yeah. Not just the show, but the shop. You know, no, are, you, are you going to franchise that? I guess it depends how many Toydarians you get out of there, right? Because you don't want yeah. a non Toydarian. You got to have a Toydarian in every shop, you know. Uh-huh. Trying to think of I, a good name right now for uh for my Toydarian pawn. Your Toydarian pawn shop. Yeah. <laughs> That's a tough one. Maybe it's you... like uh, Ponawan or like a <laughs> Ponawan. Like a Padawan. I don't know. Uh-huh. Padapon. Pat upon, all right. Ah, uh, we'll come back to. It. I'll think. We'll shel- yeah, we'll shelf it. It's gonna, it's gonna come back. But pat upon, yeah. I like because at least you're kind of playing with the. Yeah, yeah. But it sounds think... like it kind of sounds sort of touchy feely, like you're wanting to pat upon. I guess like the other like easier name species to get out would be like a Jawa, because then it could just be like a John or like <laughs> Jawan. <laughs> John Wa. Of course, they would expect you to put the store in a sand crawler, and you know, I think there'd be some regulation issues you could run into there. Well, yeah, like are, are they required to be on the roads? Because I think they're too big for most things outside a couple of interstates. Or could you yeah, go cross country with it? No, I mean you can't even cross state lines at that store. I mean, you think of all the regulations that are changing just from one state to the next. You know, interstate I'm commerce sure, laws. Yeah, I'm pretty sure like you can carry lightsabers in Texas. You know just at the hip, but, you know, you go up to, like, Oklahoma, can't even bring them onside the state. You know, but Texas businesses, they now have signs, you know, that they can choose to not have lightsabers. The business owner can say no lightsabers allowed. Well, yeah, but they actually have to put the sign up. They have to put the sign and use the right language. It's a bit tricky. And no one's thought about putting the lightsaber sign up yet, you know. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, it's kind of scary. You know, you don't want those guys, like, angry at you, swinging in. I mean, you saw what happened to those younglings. Yeah. Man, yeah, against no. Skywalker came walking. I mean, that could bloodbath. You know, there's also the question of what happens if you drop the lightsaber. Like, yeah, I know they addressed that in, like, a Robot Chicken Star Wars ones, you know, where it's like, you turn the lightsaber on, you drop it. What's going to what, What's going to happen? At what point does it stop? How deep does it go? If you were holding a lightsaber upside down, right, and yeah. you dropped it and you were just standing on soil... Like how how far down is it is it drilling? I mean, that they say kyber crystals come from the hearts of stars, so the pressure obviously isn't going to destroy that crystal at any point. Mm-hmm. But is it going to turn at least hit the power button? Maybe. I, I mean, it might have. probably the the metallic case around it will be destroyed at some point, and mm-hmm. that's when it will stop. But that kyber crystal will it's be not perfectly fine wherever it is. You know, maybe that's how they have these caves with Jedi, like with the kyber crystals in them. You know. It's just, just a bunch fun. of people dropped their lightsabers like, you know, hundreds of years ago. And now so we just got to dig down and find out where those crystals wound up. It's a, it's a vicious cycle. No one knows what came first, the kyber crystal or the dropped lightsaber. Yeah. No, but I mean, the floors would be torched by a dropped lightsaber. I mean, plumbing, mm-hmm. all kinds of things could go down. So I understand. There, no there's lightsaber. not a safety on those things. No. You know. Also, you know, if you're carrying it at your hip, like what if a kid tries to grab it, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, they hang pretty loose. It's like <laughs> yeah, a carabiner no. clip. You also got to be careful. People might think you're walking around in nude. In the nude? buff, so to speak. Oh, you know, you got oh, a yeah. lightsaber hanging around the wrong spot. Yeah, you know, absolutely. The lighting's kind of off, and your shadow's going to be confusing to a lot of people. Yeah. You, know? you, don't want, yeah. you don't want that. Never want that. So the Toydarian Pawn Shop. 
Yeah, Todarin punch up there definitely. I figure if there's a Camino in there, I'll let him out too. You know, cloning, right? You got to get that going. We got to get cloning too, going. Too dangerous though. Too dangerous of a technology. I mean, hey, if I'm the guy who gets him out of there, you know, I'll I'll only benefit. So and okay. then I could get my Django clones. Django. Now, would Django would you fat. would you want to clone Tamara Morrison? Is it just have older versions of him walking around or would you want to find Daniel Logan who's now like in his late 20s or 30, I don't know how old I that can, guy is I go work with Daniel Logan I mean because you want someone who's you can work with primo physical condition Oh then with the cloning for Django don't they like artificially age the clones up Oh that's true so I guess you would So we could just stick you, with the original guy you know the DNA is still the same Yeah you're not getting a 50 Six-year-old Tamir Morrison, or however old he is, but you'd be getting his, you know. Yeah, we'd be getting Prime Clone War, Attack of the Prime Clones. Attack of the Clones, Tamir Morrison. All right. So we got yeah. a Camino in. Give me a Camino in. And you're going to finance that venture with your pawn shop money. Yeah, you, you got to get the pawn shop money. And you got to get, get that clone. To get the clones. To get, the, to get all my Jangos. And then once you have all the Jangos, you got more employees. You don't have to pay to work at other pawn shops. Now we've got security at and all then, of our pawn shops. And you can clone the Toydarians, too, because that way we were worried that there has to be one at every single location, right? And if you yeah, there's there a problem with there, the numbers. You know, you can just get the cloners out there, and then I think this this business model is really all starting to make sense. Yeah, it's kind of like a perpetual money-making machine you can see over here. Mm-hmm. Although this I think actually, just bending cloning would probably make you a bunch of money. Yeah, you don't want to share that with the world, though. That's why I have the Jangos. Why you have the Jangos? <laughs> Don't clone anybody else. The Jangos and the Toy Darn. the Jangos. My Jangos unchained. <laughs> You'll be ready. Oh, yeah. This- and then uh, for other aliens, I mean, gotta get an Ewok. You gotta. But Ewoks aren't prequels. We gotta shut shut it down. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, well, I can no, get a no Wookiee. Oh, but I have a life debt. I definitely have a life debt if I get one of those Wookiees. I don't know if Which I can is- deal with that pressure. The pressure of the life debt? Yeah, what if I get more of like a Hanhar life debt than like a Zalbar life debt? Oh, you know yeah, you don't want about? that. Yeah, where they're chasing you down, trying to kill you for the whole thing because he wants to be freed. Yeah, you know, that's fucked up, though. Isn't that against the rules? I don't see how that's... I think like, it's silly. I, I don't understand that. All right, but if I can make it like clear to the Wookiees, it's like, this is not a life debt thing. Mm-hmm. We're just going to get out of here, okay? Then well, rather than the freeing the Wookiee, maybe you leave the key. Yeah, maybe I just slide the key under the door, and I'm gone by the time he's out of there, you know? And you, like, put your address and be like, if you want to hang, you come here. I'll just give him my phone number, you know? It's like, I can't tell you where I live because I don't need you showing up and telling me there's a life debt. But do you want to give me a call sometime? We can meet <laughs> at a bar or some shit, Meet at you know? a bar and just kind of, like... Hey, but bring the Jangos with you, just oh, well, I'm. There's going to be five Jangos around me at all time. I got all time. left Django, right Django, front Django, back Django, and above Django oh, because you've got the, the jetpack. Jet yeah, yeah, it's yeah, a jet trooper. All right. I'm, I'm all about that. So you and got I the, don't five, have the five Jangos. Five Jangos are with you. Those, that's your initial your initial crew. You Are they just going to be known by like where they stand around you? Just yeah, left and right? That's left Django. So, that's right, Django. And left Django is going to be a little silly in honor of left shark, you know. Yeah, no, absolutely. He's the goofy one. He's the goofy one. He doesn't shoot so well, you know. He's kind of a little disoriented, and yeah, you know. Sometimes that's why you got doesn't... the guy up top, you know. He... 
He's the good one. He's the best one. Top Django's the best one. We don't tell Left Django that that's the re- he's the reason we need Top Django, but you know, we know. But we need a funny Left Django, so. We, yeah, it's a comedic relief. It takes him a while to realize that's what he's used for, because he really wants to be helpful, but. Well, I mean, he does help bring laughter to the world. You, you know? have a heart, yeah, one, a one-on-one, you know, heartfelt conversation with him about everything. You know, we get deep. Mm-hmm. So, all right, so you got the Toydarians, a Kaminoan cloner, a single Wookiee, because you don't, you know, it's crapshoot. So there's three right there. Let's make it a nice five. Who, who are the other? Right. How are you rounding this out? All here? right, Gungan, yes, definitely. We need Gungans in the world. <laughs> Like, and also, there's a very good chance if I rescue a Gungan, I will be Bombad General. So, that's very important to me. Bombad General! Exactly. <laughs> You're going to be Bombad General. <laughs> <laughs> now, are you hoping it's a big toad-like man? Like Boss Well, that's Nass, the only one wonder- that can make me Bombad General. I'm pretty, okay. I'm pretty sure the small ones cannot so, Bombad so General. You need, by me. you need the big ones. You need a big old... Tubby Gungan. Yeah, oh, the tubbier the better with these Gungans. You know, you want the, the, the biggest boss that you can. The bigger the boss, the more bomb the bad. More <laughs> bomb the bad. <laughs> so where's he going to live? Are you going to, like, post him up in a swamp somewhere? Or is he, is well, he allowed mean, he to probably be? will be royalty or something like that. So, I don't know. Maybe we'll go to a European country, see if they need a new monarch. Oh, absolutely. You know what? I think you need to... Do some hunting online and find if there's any eligible uh, bachelorettes for this guy. Oh, yeah, we can find a Habsburg somewhere. Yeah, they're, they're still kicking around. Or, uh, oh, a bourbon, maybe. Aren't there like four branches of that now? Well, there's... I mean, there's the whole debate over who really should have the French throne, the bourbons, the Louis-Philippe bourbons, the uh, Napoleon. Oh, yeah, there's still Bonapartists still. Yeah, around, right? there's a Bonaparte era, too. I mean, we could aim for that, but that might be too much. No, because then... Napoleon would want to be Bombad General, and oh, I won't stand for that. Oh, you're the Bombad General. We'll go with Louis Philippe, I guess. A little too liberal for my likings, but when it comes to a monarch, it's better than the Bourbons. What about an Italian? Well, you know, the Italians, if, even if they had a king, they wouldn't, they wouldn't listen to him. They wouldn't listen. The Italians and kings, they just don't go together. They tried. It didn't work that long. They can do emperors. They can do, like, dukes. Like, But, I mean, I don't think my Gungan here is going to want to be a duke of Florence or something like that. No, he doesn't want He doesn't want that. Maybe a doge. That's Maybe wacky. the doge. I mean, that, Venice could be a good spot for a Gungan. Like, you know what? It's sinking Oh, and they the put water. those bubbles around the city. Even if it sinks, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. They can do fine. There you go. Everything it, is safe. saved it. Oh, my God. I'm going to get, like, the key to the city in Venice. They're going to, like, na- make a parade for me. Yeah, absolutely. So you've got... I can't believe it. I saved Venice. You, by bringing on their hero. And he's going to have a big old statue erected where he holds up the big purple orb. Peace! Says that, even though they're not water at war, but... I mean, I you guess we've got to worry there. the Saudis might want to get that uh, might want to get that orb though, right? You saw the orb they showed. Uh, yeah, the orb they, they showed, showed uh, Donald. Impressive. So I mean, yeah. if we have a nicer orb, they might come for it. Well, if there's one thing the Venetians are good at, it's uh, fighting Muslim countries. If the yeah, Crusades taught us anything, so I think they're all right. Yeah, we learned anything from Lepanto. Or they're also good at sacking uh, uh, Constantinople. So. 
I don't think the Turks will prove to be a problem either. No, I don't think they will be. <laughs> uh, I got to think of, I guess, one last one now, right? Yes, okay. So single All right, gun so cut this part from the episode, but what's the guy who I love so much, the uh, the leader of the, uh, like, robo... The Techno the, Union. The Techno Union. <laughs> Watt, Watt Tambor. Watt I actually, Tambor. I actually uh, was looking up what species he was earlier, because I had a, a, a feeling you were going to maybe say him, so he's a Skakoan. S-K-A-K-O-A-N. Well, all I'm saying is I'm not going to rescue any Skakoan. It has to be Watt Tambor. It has to be Watt Tambor, so we're assuming he's in there. Yeah, I'll take Poggle, too, if he's there. You know, I, you know, any of the leaders of the CIS, I'll bust them out of Area 51. Oh, absolutely. Uh, Nuke Gunray can stay behind. You know? Yeah, no Nuke Gunray. He's too upset with Amidala. Like, if he just let one fucking thing go, you know, they could have won this entire war. Just ha- Yeah, but no, he just had to obsess over it. And... See, this is why you can't let personal, like, feelings get involved in a revolution. It's no, just going to that... bring you down. That's why you don't want him. So is is Watt Tambor, assuming he's the one you get and is the only separatist in there, uh, is he going to be working as part of the pawn shop, like tinkering around with things, making them look a little better and, and flipping them? Or is he going to be part of helping run Venice with the... Uh, nah, it's just going to be a cool hang, you know? He's just oh, going to chill. It's a cool hang, yeah. yeah. It's going to be part of the... Part of the uh, what's the term? Uh, the... No, not the posse. You know, that's like the they have the whole show on HBO that's called this, like uh, entourage. the entourage, part of the entourage. Does he have his own Django's, or is he kind of like follow behind? Do you give him a Django or two? He's got one Django. He's got one Django. He needs, you know. He's... But he's the third best Django that we have, you know. Okay, wait. So who's the second best Django? Because you already well, said Rocket top is one. Is the top. Second best Django. He stays at the house. You know, he's got to oh, protect okay. the house. He's kind of the. He's like. Then um, I got like. Four or five are back in front. Like six is right. And then we go down to like 48, and that's left, you know. <laughs> and everybody else is scattered around protecting the pawn shops. Pretend some the of them are, in, some are in Venice, I assume, right? Some are in, are in Venice. You know, I loan out a few to uh, to my big bombad. Uh, <laughs> new king of Venice, like a doge, the supreme doge of Venice. Supreme doge of Venice. And then, uh, yeah, and I, I, any other CIS guys I find can have a, a Django as well. But we can all have one. You don't the think there's going to be... The best one's for my man, Watt. Well, yeah, Watt gets a good one. Do you think there's any, uh, like, worry that there could be some prejudice there? I mean, they were fighting Django Yeah, clone you know, as I said, one. I think, you know, Newt Gunray would have a problem. <laughs> Newt, Gunray, <laughs> Newt Gunray wouldn't be able to let the past be the past. But Watt Tambor, you know, he's a futurist. He, he's only looking forward. Mm-hmm. He's wanting the best, the best of everything. Well, actually, in the uh, the bad batch arc of the Clone Wars, the bad batch, which is going, they're going to smooth it out. It's going to be in the November release or the whenever the Disney Plus like release finished final episodes of that comes out. Oh, so uh, they're going to release the actual bad batch. They're going to release the actual bad batch, but you know you can still watch the like broken version online. But in that story. They have a captured clone, and they're programmed into his brain to figure out trade routes and stuff like that to intercept. And that's Watt Tambor. You see, I'm so telling he, you, Watt Tambor uses the tools available to him. Mm-hmm. He'll make the most of it. But you got to yeah. tell him not to torture your guy. Like, he's got to... Well, no. Uh, if he wants a torture clone, we can get him a torture clone. But he's got to be nice to the Jangos. So we can give him a little, a little, like, some little kinky for the side, if that's... Yeah, I mean... If that's I what gets know. him... I don't know what gets him going. Little... <laughs> yeah. 
twisting his little knobs, you know. <laughs> I don't know what gets his knobs twisted, but uh, whatever. We, he can do whatever he wants to. Do you think you could hook him up to a keg? And Watch have a little, more? yeah, and have a little, you know, a little tap hanging off on his on his little chest plate there. I mean, what do you think he's hooked up to, Reed? You know, I don't know. It's, it's, it's a it, keg. It's definitely it a keg. So he's really actually not that big. He's really just maybe just oh, a head yeah. Yeah, yeah. on top like, of a keg and a robotic arm. Oh, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. My man's a very high-functioning alcoholic. That's, that's wonderful. Absolutely. Well, this, this is a good transition into what I thought the, the second pressing cultural item that we could tie together to all this is, and that is the start of Oktoberfest, right? Oh, uh, yeah. And it's the Germans. I, with the Germans, yeah. And so this had me thinking, you know, if we had to look at some of the characters of the prequels, who would you pick? And we're going to have a draft of our starting fives for an Oktoberfest Stein holding contest. Holding contest. All right, I got I got to Google that just so I know exactly what I'm getting myself into here. Let's see, I got Stein holding rules. You might want to read them out for our uh, our listeners as well. All right. Do you have it up there? I'm, I... Yeah, I have it here. Why don't you give us the? Oh, here's the official Stein holding rules. Yeah, I have the U.S. Stein Holding Association webpage open here. Oh, there's quite a few of them. Yeah, there's a lot of rules. God, we don't have that time. much time to read all that. Well, we'll Maybe. just summarize it. We'll just summarize it. It's like yeah. uh, you got to hold the handle. You can't, like, grasp it around. You have to be holding it by the handle with a liter of beer. Mm-hmm. Um, you're allowed to arch your back, but if you go too far forward or backward leaning, then you're out. I think I think it's just you got to be holding the beer... And you can't have it raised yeah. up or low. You have to kind of yeah, keep it. It has to be parallel with straight. the floor and extended straight with no bending in the elbow. Mm-hmm. If you lose any beer, you're out. If you drop any beer falls out of your cup, you're done. Mm-hmm. Two strikes and you're three strikes, you're out as well. So that's like bending, leaning, doing anything like that. Apparently, during uh, outdoor competitions in the summer, it can be tough because you know condensation on the outside of the glass may be confused oh. for people. Oh, yeah, that's going to require... We're going to assume that that's not a problem. They're doing this in Munich. All right, but here's the other thing. We also have to draft based on how good they're going to look in the association competition apparel because you don't want to win. You want to win in style. So okay. they better look good in that later hose and with that silly hat they wear. <laughs> well, yeah, because there's a lot of people who you feel like may have the strength to hold it for a long time, but their head's too big, you know, for the hat. It's just not going to look well. No, and if they look like a fool, even if you win, you're still a loser. So I'm going to set an initial ground rule here as an undraft. Oh, we'll also do, like, kind of, you know, League of Legends. you got to name an undraftable player. Oh, okay. All right, so I got my undraftable player, so no, neither of us can get it. All right, wait, I am, like- who, am I going first or are you going first? Because that's going to change who I put as undraftable. Oh, that's interesting. Because if I can't have them, then no one can. <laughs> I I will, I will state my undraftable player first, but right. you get first pick. All right. All right. So the first undraftable player is Dex Jetster. Ah, come on! That make it hold six. 
He's he's the guy responsible for pouring. He's the judge, in my opinion. You know, he's the guy who has yeah. to maintain and run the whole event. And yeah, he's got he's got that forearm beef. He's too good. He's like he's probably like an eight-time champion already. You know, so he's gonna have to sit it out. So that so I'm taking out of here. All right, then. Uh, who do I want to ban? I'll go ahead and ban Grievous. That's a robot. So. Oh yeah, he could do that for a long time. Okay. Yeah. And uh, oh, we're also saying no force powers. So if you're going Jedi, you're going physical strength alone. All right. Uh, all right, that's fine. I mean, do we just want to make a general rule no robots? Because I feel like there's still a lot of robots out there I could take. Yeah, yeah. Let's go no ro- So go ahead and pick somebody else on your band list. All right. Well, I don't want to. I feel like Anakin might be cheating then too, because the man's got a metal forearm right but i guess it's oh, the whole arm strength that's going in here, yeah you know? yeah he's got because it's the shoulders really carrying it well i'm gonna go with obi-wan obviously i mean the man knows his way along, around a shine you know oh he knows his way around drinking absolutely no he yeah, goes to I a mean, bar and it's a movie everyone's gonna be paying attention to him he's got he's gonna look great in later hosen are you kidding me uh, oh oh yeah oh perfect that beard yeah and, and also just to have you and mcgregor on my team it's worth any it's worth any cost okay all right that's a that's a good get. So you have. Don't picked. worry, we'll get more niche in a second, all you Twitter heads. Oh, but the real choice should be. <laughs> all right, so I'm gonna have to go with. Uh, hmm. I'm gonna go with Boss Nass. Boss Nass, yeah, that's a man Boss who Nass. also is comfortable. I mean, he's gonna look a little tight in the later hosen, and that but, may, I mean, he's gonna look like a big German man stuff. He's gonna, later he's gonna look like a good auto if there ever was one, you oh, know. Yeah. And he already wears kind of a goofy hat. That I feel like switching onto that that German Alpine thing is gonna just be a natural fit. I think. All right, so I got a question about how liberal we're gonna be with the rules here. All right. Well, what, what, I know what you, the rules say you have to hold it in your hand. Mm-hmm. Can you hold it in your feet? Oh, I think I know where this is going, and I'll see who you say, and I believe this is a... Because I'm going with Sebulba, if I can All right, Sebulba's feet. feet. Yeah, I'll let you, I'll, I'll allow it. I'll I allow mean, Sebulba's it. a professional racer. You know, his arms are in complete control. You're not going to get any tremble when he's, go, when he's holding that glass. Mm-hmm. He's ready for this. And also, yeah, I think he's going to look pretty good in later hosing with those legs up there. Oh, yeah, and he's going to find a way to cheat. Oh, yeah. Oh, and I need a cheater. You need a cheater on your team. You I need mean, a cheater on every team. Technically, I think I picked two cheaters because Obi-Wan also not afraid to tip the scales. You know? I don't know. You got, you got two. You, you got a dirty team here. You know? I got an honest an honest man. Yeah, oh, all right. Boss Nass, honest man. He's an honest man. All right. Uh, let's see. You know what? This is going to be kind of a surprise pick here because a lot of people said he's old, but I think it's from experience. I'm going for the namesake of the show. That's right. I'm going uh, C.O. Bibble himself, the governor, old man governor of Naboo. He's I like it. It's a good choice. You know, he may tremble a little bit, but that's going to mess a mind game. Oh, we, you know, they think they can withstand this old guy. But, well. All right. I'm going to about ask another question. Like, I'm, 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 I'm interrupting the flow of this every time I have to choose That's something. fine. That's absolutely fine. You know, where you, All right. I know not canon, but can I get my ARC trooper in here? You know what? I'll allow it. You can get your ARC Trooper in there. Red uh, Captain Red Fordo. ARC Trooper. <laughs> Red ARC Trooper Captain Fordo. All right. Yeah, because he, he's, he's not going to cheat, though. That guy's a straight arrow. No, you know? he's a straight arrow. But, you know, we need 
We need someone on the team who's not dirty. We can't all be dirty players here. No, no, you can't all be dirty players at all. You're going to be mad when I get my number three because it's the character who's close to you, close to heart. All right. I'm going with another big guy. All right. The one and only, the best blue boy there ever was, <laughs> Masamata. Ah, uh, Masamata. My godfather. <laughs> <laughs> Your godfather. Always pulling the strings. No, Man, absolutely. That guy. He, he stands stoically with that big cane-looking thing all the time. You know, so he's used to keeping his arm at the right angle. I mean, sure, it's a little bit of weight, but I'm, I'm feeling him absolutely. Like, here's the thing about Masamata. He reminds me so much of the uh, the guy, the English uh, speaker, who just resigned, right? Oh, all yeah. about yeah. carrying the, the big cane. Mm-hmm. Something about the cane there. All right, so. And he's just standing there. He survives Mazamata, great survivor. I mean, that man, he, he makes it through, what, four different administrations in the course of the prequels? Oh, I mean, the guy is just moving and shaking all the time. You can't get rid of him. You all can't. Right. My number four, we're going back to Dirty Players. And, I, again, this is maybe a question mark in terms of prequel, but uh, you do talk about Solo sometimes. Yeah, all right. <laughs> we're, getting young, we're getting young Lando. We're getting young Lando on the team. Young Lando. All right. I feel like, though, he can, I mean, he'll look great in the later hosen. I mean, that, that's Really, absolutely. this has been more of a style team, I will say. We might not be actually ready to hold the beer. Well, you know, my team is not doing so hot in the style. Because now that I think about it, I don't know how Mazamata is going to get that hat. Uh, no, know. he'll look great in the hat. It's just kind of fit between his horns here. and It'll be poking yeah, out yeah, around yeah. the side. All right. All right. So you got you got another little cheater on the team. Yeah, we're, we're going to cheat to win. Yeah, cheat to win. That's gonna be fascinating. We'll see how if you can fool old Dex Jetster and and going around. You know, he's, well, we're he's, not gonna fool him. We're just gonna slip him a little something before the game begins. <laughs> oh, oh no, oh boy! You know, give him some cash and drug him a little bit. You know. Yeah. So uh, I guess my I'm gonna my fourth pick. I'm gonna go with Sam Wessel. Ah, uh, Sam Wessel. Yeah, it's a good one. It's a strong one. Oh, well, you know, as a changeling change themselves to be as like an ideal super buff forearm right she can be whatever she wants to be so i guess yeah i guess that's the question though does she have to stay in one form for the duration of the competition the only thing is that i, I, I she could but in changing the form the beer mug may you know yeah that's true it. and so if she, she bends it all to, that's a strike yeah so she may do it once or twice because she's got the strike system you know so she can afford it if she, but you know yeah so she can basically change into Dex Jetsters. That's the way I'm cheating my own no draft rule. So there we go. I like it though. I think that's a pretty strong, uh, that's a pretty strong choice. Now I'm gonna go back to uh, my non-canon Clone Wars and bring Dirge into the team. <laughs> now, it, look, you knew in? when you brought me in, you were gonna get a lot of the Tartoski um, tar- uh, Clone Wars brought into the conversation. Is he in uniform or is he is? He's in Just, uniform. He's in uniform. He's not being his pink gooey. Well, he's in later hosen uniform. Later hosen. Wait, so is he in his metal uniform in later hosen or is metal he in metal top, later hosen bottom? So you see all. So he's holding it with his pink tentacly. Oh no, that's so that's in the glove. Well, no, that's in the glove. I think they have okay. to let him wear gloves. So he has to wear a glove. Yeah, otherwise it's because oh yeah, he would wrap around it weird. and You have to follow the rules. Yeah, they'd be. We gotta follow the rules. You gotta have fingers because like the, I saw, you have to have the thumb and like. An appropriate spot. So mm-hmm. now, now is Obi Wan going to be okay with that teammate? You know, there's a little bit of 
Well, you know, they, 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 they were bantering during their entire competition, Obi-Wan and Dirge, so. A little bit of back and forth, so they're going to they're gonna be good. But All everyone right. also, you know, he's an opportunist. He knows Dirge is going to probably do a lot of the hard carrying for this team, since there's a bunch of worms wriggling around in there. Mm-hmm. He's got to be worried like Sam Wessels, though, with all that wiggling around. There may be a little bit of that. Yeah, that's somewhere. why it's important to have the glove, though. I think if he's got that, he'll be going to add a little, to a little degree. Don't forget, he's a jouster. The man has cool arms. Like, you got to be very pinpoint with your accuracy when you're jousting. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So uh, for my, my final guy, I'm going to extend it a little bit. It's not necessarily a character, but it's a beast. I think the beast can be able to pull it off. All right. And it's that cat thing that scratches Padme in the Geonosis arena. All right. All right, I feel it. Just because I think the sheer size, it's so much bigger than the actual Stein. And now, question, is it a, a Stein proportional to the size of it's its... It's one stein? liter. They say it's one it's, liter. Oh, they the say it's one world. liter, so it can has to hold one liter with its claw. Yeah, that's next to... No- oh, it's it, that's not going anywhere. Yeah, but you got to worry about balance with the claw, you know. That's and true. And too right? much strength. It's a small glass. It could crush it easily. Yeah, it needs a good handler. We need to make sure the little Geonosian who's there is... Uh, you just get one of those Geonosians to fly around. To fly around. Uh, 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 uh. No, don't touch. Uh, uh, uh. I, th- I, think, I think that's a good squad. I think that's, a, that's a, some good matchups right there. Yeah, I think, we do. I think we've been for a tough one. I don't know who would come out on top. Yeah, you know, I think there's a lot of stuff to consider, like climate, the type of Unless music we cheat. If we cheat, then we'll win. Yeah, if your team My cheat, team is I, more prepared to do dirty tactics than yours. I feel like Masameda and Boss Nass will be the last two standing on my team when it comes to it, but the, the cheating may, may pull through, you know? Yeah, I think I think that the goal for my team is everyone who's a cheater is trying to cheat to knock out everyone who's tough on your team, and we let Dirge and we let... Uh, Captain Fordo, you know, just try and last as long as they just can. Just hold it. I think Lando's your first out. Oh, he's definitely first out, but he's going to, like, trip and fall into, like, Mazamata and then, like, and boom, knock we got one of your best out. <laughs> he's taking, doing a little sabotage there. That's how oh, yeah. to the team. Yeah. And Dirge and Captain Fordo holding on at the end, leaving only C.O. Bibble left, who people C. thought C. was Bibble. a weak. People thought C.O. Bibble in his was bubble. a weak change. Babbling in his bubble. Yeah. Well, looking at the time, we've hit the the usual runtime for one of these things. So, thank you, mysterious Mister L, for uh, yeah, yeah, it was my pleasure. Thank you for having me on the show. Uh, sorry, I had a few too many death sticks before uh, recording, so I'm a little raspy today. Hey, you know what? That's okay. A little death stick here never hurt anybody. Yeah, I mean, a long night of the Outlander Club. You got to have a death stick or two. Ah, <laughs> uh, how, how how do you say death stick in Dutch? Uh, yeah, that'd be like, Deutschstike. Deutschstike? Deutschstike. Ah, yeah. Well, there we go. All right, hey, but all you kids listening at home, don't do death sticks. Don't do it. No, we're, you know, we're joking. Death sticks are bad for you. This this has been brought to you by Steinholding, Cheater. Obi-Wan Kenobi. <laughs> Obi-Wan Kenobi. Well, thank y'all as usual to the loyal listeners for tuning in to another fine edition of C.O. Bibble's Babble Bubble.